feel a direction in messages. I'll start, you know, you start thinking about this. And so I started thinking about the word acknowledge and, um, and uh, just kind of t- going over it in my mind. And, and it, you know, you get ridiculous pictures and, you know, what it, we're actually going to be talking about. Uh, you know, one of the ridiculous pictures is, it's sad in, in itself, is, is mainstream, like the picture of a mainstream media outlet standing in front of a burning city saying it's mostly peaceful, protesting. Um, that how, how do you not acknowledge what's really happened? Like, this is so weird. That's not the direction we're going, but that's like, you know, where my head was going. Like, with your own eyes you can see, with your own ears you can hear, and yet you still won't acknowledge reality <laughs> or truth. But, and what, what kind of a day and age are we in? And I, and then, of course, the, not of course, but uh, the song Blinded Eyes came up in my head from Petra. Remember Petra? Great, great song on the album, Not of This World. Check it out. You're welcome. Um, anyway, so I listened. To, so I went down the road of listening to Petra that day. But um, acknowledge, and even in like day-to-day life, and I'm sure we're all at some level, we've all experienced this, um, and I think I apply it to the workplace, but usually you're only, your work or you are only acknowledged when something goes wrong, right? Like you're like you could be the best employee, but if you do when you do something wrong, it's like all eyes on you, and uh, and that's when you're acknowledged. I'm not saying that always happens, but it's has anybody ever experienced that before? Like, wow, I, you forgot about the other thousand things I just did great and helped help the company make money on. But your point, you know, which it is what it is, you know. So, um, anyway, so these are just. You're, you're, I'll let you into my head a little bit on, on, on this stuff. So I apologize, or you're welcome, one of the two. So, um, but a hot tip, like speaking of the acknowledging, you know, the uh, example of being acknowledged, you know, only being acknowledged when something goes wrong and you've, you've interrupted the flow. Um, I, then I, it led me into another thought, and I heard uh, somebody say, Great wisdom, praise what you want to see more of. Praise what you want to see more of. Because I, when I was thinking about that example, and I started thinking about my own parenting, and then your you know, Holy Spirit can correct you or enlighten you on some things. Um, but I started thinking about my kids and like, do I, do I acknowledge their whatever more than anything that might happen negatively? You know, as parents, I, I think about that. I'm like, am I praising more of what I what I want to see more of? You know, and that's that's something. Maybe that's for somebody. It's definitely for me. But um, but just something to think about. But that was a very very good word of wisdom. Praise uh, what you want to see more of. So whether that's a coworker, your family, your spouse, whatever. Um, so the next time you see your husband doing the dishes, oh my gosh, you're the you know praise. Praise that. Anyways, I won't, get, I won't let you in on the conversation my wife and I had about that yesterday. Um, so let's go to Webster. I'm gonna, I went into Webster's 1828 dictionary to just to look up the definition of acknowledge. I know we all kind of know what it is, but let's read it anyways. So it says to own, avow, or admit to be true, 
by a declaration of assent as to acknowledge the being of God. Uh, it says to own or notice with particular regard, to own with gratitude, to own as a benefit, as to acknowledge a favor or the receipt of a gift. Uh, synonyms of acknowledge are admit, notice, recognize, accept, declare, give thanks, and respond. And the antonym, the opposite, for those of you who forgot what antonym is, it's been a while for me to uh, deny. The opposite of acknowledges, it was one word, deny. So let's go, gook, is that a word? Let's look at uh, Proverbs 3.6. In all your ways, know, recognize, and acknowledge him, and he will direct and make straight and plain your paths. In all your ways. What do we talk about? What does all mean? All. All means all. In all your ways, recognize, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Do we want, I mean, I'm sure everybody out here has it figured out, the journey in life, right? You know the path you need to be on and all that, but no, you're right. So, this verse is instructing us, if we want a straight path, if we want to know what path we're to be on, just acknowledge Him in all your ways. Whatever that, your parenting ways, your marriage ways, your work ways, your just life ways. Acknowledge Him. And He's going to make those paths plain and straight. I like, I, like, I like the sound of that. So I remember at 13 years old, I acknowledged my need for a Savior when the hell was literally scared out of me by my mom. Now, it was a good thing. She just painted a picture for me, and I thought, if I died, I'd go straight to hell right now. But no, she... I, no, she didn't say that. It was, it was, hey, you need some Jesus. I thought maybe riding on the coattails of my parents solved it all. But no, we were you know, driving. I've shared this before. We were driving, and, and my mom said, wouldn't it be great if the sky opened up and Jesus returned? And as I'm sitting in the back seat thinking, I don't, I don't think so. It didn't, give, it didn't give me warm fuzzies. So I said, Within probably seconds, I said, Mom, I, I need to ask Jesus in my heart. And she's like, you can do that. And I, for whatever reason, I wanted to wait till we got home. So, yeah, so I hit the deck, and it was a big dramatic expression. But that day I was born again. I was translated from a kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the Son of His love. I acknowledged my need for a Savior. And I'm sure all of us in this room... Uh, at one point or another, in your own way, acknowledge your need for a Savior. And you res your faith responded to that grace that was made available to you. And um, one day, many years ago, probably, it was around the time of my first child's birth, but I acknowledged my need for wisdom and finances because I was stupid. And I needed some wisdom. And James says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask, and God will give liberally without finding fault. But when you ask, don't be double-minded about it. Just believe that you're receiving what you're asking, and he's glad to give it to you. So you know, I, I remember, I, it's almost like I, I don't remember the day or the date or whatever. I just remember the moment, praying on the way to work, 
just crying out to God, I need wisdom in this, in my life. I, I want to be a good steward. I don't even remember how I prayed it. I just was acknowledging my need for wisdom. And lo and behold, I think I passed one billboard on the way to work every day, and Dave Ramsey's face was on it one day. And I'm like, who's that guy? So that was the wisdom that I needed. And so, anyways, whether you like him or not, I don't, I don't care. But, but, uh, but I, I was shown how to steward well. And um, now we're in baby step seven, if that means anything to you. So, whatever. But, uh, but no, God is good, and he, he, is, he honors his word. I cried out to him, and I acknowledged my need. And, and I'm sure we've all acknowledged our need uh, for various things in our lives. But um, in, in communion this morning, as we were um, worshiping, we were actually acknowledging what Jesus finished work during communion. And in our giving, we're acknowledging that He is our source. Our faith, our expression of faith in our giving and our receiving communion, we're acknowledging Jesus. And that's who we're magnifying in this place. And that's who we will continue to magnify until we go home and then we'll be really magnifying. Um, but uh, we can all acknowledge, um, acknowledge the fact that without Him, that we can do nothing. And we can all acknowledge the fact that without Him, we are nothing. And we know nothing. But the great beauty is, we're not without Him. Amen? He'll never leave us, and He'll never forsake us. Let's look at another great way, one of the best ways to acknowledge God's goodness in our lives. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, I believe this is out of the Amplified Classic. It says, Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be. Be thankful and give thanks, for this is the will of God for you, who are in Christ Jesus, the revealer and mediator of that will. So if you ever asked, what is God's will for my life? Here's your answer. In everything, whatever the circumstances, give thanks. Like I said, gratitude is one of the best ways to acknowledge God. And how many, how many things do we take for granted on a day-to-day basis? Um, I, you know, not to call you out, Paul, but I saw your post about losing power for a few hours. Can we take for granted? Heat <laughs> or electricity, things of that nature, you know. But just, I, I try to keep myself, that, that attitude of gratitude cultivated in my heart. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not necessarily driving the vehicle that I want to drive. I mean, I'm driving my mom's right now. Thanks, mom. But mine's in the hospital, as they say, getting fixed. But, uh, but I, I thank God that it's a reliable vehicle to get me back and forth to the job that God's blessed me with. And just little things like that we can go through life. And, and I, I try to cultivate that in, in as many ways as, as possible. Um, even time with family. Like just last night we sat around me and uh, my wife and daughter and uh, my son was at work, but we were playing skip bow. It's been a while since I played that and I had to relearn everything. Uh, not that there's a lot to learn, but I'm 
Not as quick as I used to be, huh? It's like swimming. Yeah, I probably have to relearn that too. Um, but anyway, as we're doing, I'm just so thankful for the opportunity, even though it wasn't anything elaborate. It was time with my family, and I've thought of so many people in the last year and, and more that those they don't have that family member anymore. And I just had a, a friend a friend at work. It was strange. I hadn't seen him in a month or so or a few weeks, and I'm like, where's so-and-so? And I was thinking it, and somebody walked up and said, did you hear this guy died? like Friday, you know. It was like a day before his birthday or something. And I'm just like, it, I, I still can't, I still haven't processed this because it's, it's somebody you see every day, you know, like, I mean, it's obvious, you know, he was just a coworker, But just really those moments hammer home the reality of life and uh, the heartbreak of life and just, that much more appreciative of what we have and who we have to walk this journey out with. But, um, you know, it's, but being grateful, being thankful is one of the greatest things. Even, I mean, I was just sitting, I try to, you know, the best way to teach kids is, or anybody is to just model it, right? So I'm sitting in there, me and my son were fishing a couple weeks ago and, and my little shanty and not catching fish. And uh, we are just like sitting, looking around, and, you know, at all this, Stuff, you know, it's just stuff that's not going to last and it's going to get old and whatever. But I just, like, out loud, I don't know how I said it, but I'm just like, do you know how blessed we are right now? Like, all this stuff we have, we're wearing this elaborate, if we fall in the water, we float type stuff. My mom made me get those. Um, at least get them for my grandson. But, no, uh, but... Just how elaborately blessed we are. And uh, I don't know, it's just, maybe that's, you know, just a reminder, guys, but how much gratitude is a great way uh, to acknowledge. But just continue, just everything good in your life is because of Him. Everything good in your life. But uh, you might not be where you want to be, but how many can be grateful that they're not where they used to be? I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. He's brought me a long way and, and uh, He's going to take me uh, to even greater places and I believe the same for you. Let's look at uh, John, the Gospel of John. Other ways to acknowledge. John 8.32 And you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. You know that um, acknowledging the truth, what God's Word, God's word is truth. It tells us in John 17, that his, 17, 17, his word is truth. And there's almost nothing more important than acknowledging the truth of, about something filtered through God's word. What is, what is the truth about this situation in your life? You know, you might be looking at, you know, your marriage is out of whack or your kids or whatever thing in your life, what is God's truth about that matter? What is God's truth about my physical body and the healing that Jesus provided for us at the cross? What is the truth about these circumstances in my life? What is the truth about this lack that I'm seeing in my life? What does God say about this lack in my life? What does God say about 
this marriage that doesn't seem to look like I want it to look? What does God's Word say about this? And then acknowledging the truth and then sowing that truth in, into your heart. Uh, we believe, you know, you believe more than what, more what you say than what anybody else says, right? So we want to line our words up with God's truth, with His Word about a matter, whether that be your marriage, your kids, or your whatever it is. I would encourage us all to line our words up because words, you know, out of your mouth come death or life, words of death or life. We want our words to be words of life and words of truth that line up and agree with what He's saying. You know, when you, you don't need anybody else to agree. When you and God are in agreement, that's the majority. Just you know. So you can't be in any better agreement than when you choose to agree and line up what you're saying, what you're acknowledging, what, what God says about a matter. Uh, so just take that home and you can take that to the bank, as they say. Um, we're quick to acknowledge, you know, it's just in it's just human nature, right? We're quick to acknowledge facts or circumstances. But as far as I know, facts and circumstances can change. Truth doesn't change. But facts and circumstances uh, do change. Instead of, um, instead of just pointing out where you are, wh- how things are, why don't you start speaking? Why don't we start speaking the desired end result? Jesus did that through, as we see through His whole ministry. He always spoke the desired end result. And do you think he got that desired end result? Absolutely. And as his kids, we should be no, no different than that. We're going to go to Philemon, um, since Kathy wanted us to. Philemon 1, 4 through 6. Thanks, Kathy. But that was awesome. I got, I got excited when you, <laughs> when you started reading that, Kathy, so thank you. I know people on Facebook don't know what I'm saying, but there's flow, people. Uh, Philemon 1, 4 through 6. It says, I thank God, making mention of you always in my prayers, hearing of your love and faith which you have toward the Lord Jesus and toward all the saints, that the sharing of your faith may become effective by the acknowledgement of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. How important is that to acknowledge, make our faith effective? There's no more way to make your faith more effective than to acknowledge every good thing in you in Christ Jesus. You are complete in Christ. And some of the things that I'll just remind you in case you've forgotten, what's in you in Christ Jesus? Holy Spirit has come to reside in you. You are a mobile temple of Holy Spirit according to Romans 8.11. The same Spirit, we, we sang about that, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you and uh, quickens, makes alive your mortal body. God's nature, God's nature is in you because of Jesus. In Galatians 5, 5, um, or sorry, 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit are listed. The love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. This is the nature of God. And when you were born again, you were given a new nature. And that is what his nature looks like. Your new nature looks like the fruit of the Spirit. And you might be saying, I don't have patience. Well, 
Pastor Chad's reminded us recently, we do have patience. It's, our, it's in our new nature. You might not want to yield to it, but it's, it's there. So maybe in those moments, patience is it's a lot of things. Uh, I think it's faith for a long time, and I think if I'm wrong about that, you can correct me or Pastor Chad will. But it's also, I've heard somebody say it's joyful endurance. So next time you're in traffic, or you try to drive to Frankenmuth during Snowfest, <laughs> joyful endurance. But yeah, just uh, I have just acknowledge I have patience in my spirit, and I'm yielding to that right now. Or somebody rubs you the wrong way, I have love. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by Holy Spirit. And Romans five five says that. So the same love, the agape love that God loved you with, loves you with, loves the whole world with the world, not just Christians, world. The same love that He loves the world with, that He came and gave it all for, is in you. And you have the ability to love the people in your life, even your spouse. The closer the relationship, the higher the expectation. Right? The, yeah. Easier it is to rub them the wrong way. Because they know all your buttons. Right? All right, let's get off that. All right, the anointing. The anointing is in you in Christ. Colossians 2.10. The anointing is in us. I kind of talked about that a couple weeks ago. The anointing is, the Jesus is the anointed one. And it's His anointing that's in you. The yoke-destroying, burden-removing power of God is in us, in Christ Jesus. These are, I'm acknowledging these things. This is the truth. It might not, you might not feel like it, because I know we're in the in the culture of feelings, and we're not going to go down that road, but I'm into truth, and I want to know the truth. But lastly, the Godhead dwells in you. You're like, what? Come on. You're kidding. No, Colossians 2.10 tells us that. Let's, let's go there, and, and I'll show you. That's the only way you'll probably be able to... Are you serious? Colossians 2.10, and the Amplified Classic. Classic. I was just thinking, I talked about old vehicles earlier. I think for a vehicle to be classic, it's got to be 25 years old. That used to be the old rule. Is that correct? I have a classic 1997 Honda CRV. Anyways. Anybody want to buy it? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I wouldn't let that go. You don't get rid of a classic. Colossians 2, 9 through 10. This is talking about the Godhead indwelling us. The the first time I ever read this in this translation about it still tilts, tilts, right? For in Him the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. And you are in Him. You are in Him, in Jesus. Made full and having come to fullness of life. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And reach full spiritual stature. And He is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. The Godhead indwells you. That's can you get that? 
That, that could take us a few, a few minutes to absorb that. This is the kaleidoscope of truth that we were told about. Um, if, you, if you've ever thought that you lacked something as a believer in Christ, as a child of God, think again. If, if this, this scripture is the truth, we lack nothing. Everything that we'll ever need is in us in Christ Jesus. All God's promises are yes and amen in Christ. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually back up in Colossians and read. Can, I know uh, it's easier to, for minds to wander when uh, somebody else is reading, but I just want to read this as a, the supremacy of Christ in this Colossians 1, 15 through 20. I'm going to read this. This is talking about Jesus. Jesus, He is the divine portrait, the true likeness of the invisible God. So if we've seen Jesus, we've seen God. Philip even asked that. Show us the Father. And he's like, if you've seen me, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In the Gospel of John, he said that. Jesus is the firstborn heir of all creation, for in him was created the universe of things, both in the heavenly realm and on the earth, all that is seen and all that is unseen. Every seat of power, realm of government, principality, and authority, it all exists through him and for his purpose. He existed before anything was made, and now everything finds completion in him. He is the head of his body, which is the church. And since he is the beginning and the firstborn heir in resurrection, he is the most exalted one, holding first place in everything. For God is satisfied to have all his fullness dwelling in Christ. And by the blood of his cross, everything in heaven and earth is brought back to himself, back to its original intent, restored to innocence again. Check this verse out in 22. Colossians 2.22 Yet now He has reconciled you to Himself through the death of Christ in His physical body. As a result, He has brought you into His own presence. This is a declaration of truth here. You are holy and blameless as you stand before Him without a single fault. And then 23 follows up, but you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. So the way God sees you in Christ Jesus is pure and holy without a single fault fault. How do you see you? Like I said earlier, the best thing to do is to get your thinking, your mind, your words in agreement with what God says about the situation. And this is what God says about you. He sees you in Christ Jesus, pure and holy, without a single fault. That is, in a nutshell, absolute no condemnation. That's why that Scripture can say there's now, and that updates every time you say it, now, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And if you've got to remind, just look in the mirror, go home, shut the door, look in the mirror, and say, God says you are pure and holy without a single fault because of Jesus. So, 
Get with it. Start acting like it. Isn't that powerful? I mean, ah, that's amazing. And this is your daddy. This is your daddy. When you get revelation of this, oh my goodness. And how do we stand? You know, verse 23 says, you must believe this truth and stand firmly in it. And one way to stand firmly in it is simply to acknowledge it. However you want to do that. Say it, read it, read this a million times a day. I don't know if you can do that. It's so exaggerating. Just a thousand, that's more realistic. But um, I'm going to lead us into acknowledging some truths, like I, I mentioned earlier um, before the message. But I'm going to lead us, and I've done this before, and I've, I, uh, this is, I think it's from um, a book that was about in Christ realities. You know, throughout the New Testament, those scriptures that say in Christ, in Him, in whom, it's talking about us who are in Christ and the truths about that. And people have done studies on that and I would encourage you to seek that out because it's, it's the reality of who you are as a child of God. To renew your mind to the in Christ realities in the Word of God. And I'm simply just going to declare these out. Acknowledge We are acknowledging some truths. I ran through this this morning. It's going to take less than five minutes. Is that okay? So I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a declaration, and you make it right back to me or right back to yourself, however you want to look at this. But we're gonna declare some and acknowledge Him this morning and His truths this morning. Can we do that? I'm excited. Here we go. So I uh, I hope it goes as smooth as it did all by myself on the couch this morning, because <laughs> I I repeated everything I said. I even set my little timer. So, all right, I'm going to need to wet my whistle here. All right. All right, it's wet. All right. Can you believe, you, can you believe they let me up here? All right. Just don't tell. Wait, this is being recorded. Never mind. I'm in trouble. All right, so here we go. You ready? All right. I believe in my heart Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he was raised from the dead for my justification. I confess him as my Lord and Savior. Jesus is my Lord. He is dominating my life. He is guiding me. He is leading me. In Him I live and move and have my being. I abide in Him. I live in Him. He is the vine. I am the branch. The vine is in the branch and the branch is in the vine. His life, the life of God, is in me. His nature, the love nature, is in me. 
Just as blood flows through my natural body, His life flows through my inner man. I will let that life and love dominate me. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. I am a new creation being with the life of God. The nature of God and the ability of God within me. I am His workmanship. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. My standing with God is secure. Because I am in Christ Jesus, right now there is no sense of condemnation. Christ Jesus, my Lord, is my wisdom. He is my righteousness. He is my sanctification. He is my redemption. I have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. I reign as a king in my domain in this life through Jesus Christ. By His stripes I was healed. God's Word tells me I was healed almost 2,000 years ago by His stripes. If I was healed, then I am healed. Healing belongs to me because I am in Christ. The law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Because I am in Christ, the greater one lives in me. He is greater than the devil. He's greater than disease. Greater than circumstances. And he lives in me. Through Christ, my Lord. I can do all things. He strengthens me. I cannot be conquered. I cannot be defeated. I can do all things through Him. I am crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live but Christ lives in me. 
when he was quickened and made alive, I was quickened with him. I was raised up together with him. And made to sit together with him in heavenly places. Today, positionally, I am seated with Christ. In heavenly places. All my needs are supplied spirit, soul, and body. Do you agree with that, church, what you just said? I agree. Thank you, Lord. These are truths. These are truths. And I just want us to walk through that and acknowledge these truths together. Whether you believed them or felt them, that don't matter. Oh, you should believe them. But whatever you, if it, it should, it's even better when it goes against your feelings. Because there's pushback. You know, we've been trying to be uh, injected by craziness from culture and things of that nature. But this is truth. And in the face of maybe your feelings or emotions or whatever circumstances, it's even better, more fun, more powerful when you can declare the truth in the face of whatever you're facing. What God says is greater than what I'm experiencing right now. What God says is greater than what I'm seeing out in the world right now or whatever. God has the final word. I think there's a song about that. but He has the final word. And I just pray that this encourages you to begin to acknowledge these truths in your life. And as you give yourself to sow the Word in your heart, that you would start acknowledging that Holy Spirit would bring to your remembrance the truths that you've read and that you out loud acknowledge. Sorry. You good? That squeak was not on purpose. But uh, I hope I'm not going through puberty. But... <laughs> the powerful, powerful benefit of acknowledging truths in your lives and lining yourself up, agreeing with God, you, you won't regret stepping into that. You won't regret it. And uh, it is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And, and uh, all of creation, I think my battery is going out, all of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Sons and daughters. And as we, just in that Scripture in Philemon 1.6, remind ourselves of a very good thing in us, in Christ Jesus. How much more effective our faith walk, because we walk by faith, not by sight. How much more effective our journey will be. Amen? I'm going to, close up before my mic completely goes down. But um, let's close in prayer. Father, thank You so much for Your goodness in our lives. We acknowledge, Lord, our need for You every moment of every day. And we thank You that we are not without You. You said You would never leave us nor forsake us. We are mobile temples of Holy Spirit walking around in this journey in life, in Christ. 
Holy Spirit, I pray that You would remind us of the truths that we've heard today and as we choose to sow the Word in our heart, that You would bring to our remembrance those truths. That we would wage war in our lives with these truths. That we would walk courageously and boldly anchored in these truths and help us to continually acknowledge them and remind ourselves that we are not alone. We are not without hope, but it is Christ in us, the hope of glory. We choose to continually magnify You in our lives by acknowledging Your goodness in our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen. You've been listening to a message from Karis New Testament Church. For more information or to contact us, go to www.karisntc.org. And remember, you are deeply loved, highly favored, and destined to reign in Christ Jesus.